You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. I'm Chris Horwadell, joined as always by the one, the only, the incomparable Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going? Well, I think after last week's NFL Sunday, well, Saturday, Sunday, uh-huh. Monday, I think that lead in for me was appro- appropriate. Here's the problem is that I find myself in a position where I don't want to talk about football anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I was there last week. Uh, I'm, I think you were too. Um, I remain there. I live there now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we do have a lot to talk about. It is week 16 in the National Football League. I have BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to take a look at all the week 16 games, make picks against the spread at all of those, uh, all of those lines, as we always do. I can't, I can't beat this chest cold that I've had for a while. But um, you can beat it, man. Rocky theme it up. You will beat it. Have you played the Rocky theme? Is no, I haven't played the Rocky theme. Can I tell you what I have? I have done this week though. I I bought the Eagles, uh, the Eagles Christmas album because it was like, ah, oh, you know, that's cool. It's a th- it's a thing yeah. for charity. It's fun. Right, like it would right. it would be a fun thing in my office. Right. Uh, just like a little fun piece for my office. And um and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna buy it. It'll it'll just be it'll just be like literally a thing for the shelf. I'll I'll listen to it. I can still listen to it on Spotify, all that. I don't have to, like I don't need all that. <laughs> and then I got it and I was like, man, I really would like to just play the record. So I bought a record player. And now like <laughs> now I find myself in that like very much like poser hipster place where I'm like Maybe I'm going to be a record guy. Maybe I'm going to be a records guy. Maybe I'm a vinyl guy now. The only issue is that like, what is like, what are we doing? Where, where is record technology has not come very far. I'm listening to this thing and there's like, there's four songs on each side, man. There's like 12 minutes of music on each side. That is just not good enough. That is not, that is not sustainable. Sit with the music, sit with the, the tune that's what like, the the golden days taught should have taught us that we have walked away wow. from you only need four songs every two minutes because yeah yeah it's it's nuts man like i can't even just throw on one side of the record and be like okay i can just i can just work and that's like a half hour of music it's literally like 12 to 15 minutes of music that's that is not sustainable with that said i did buy four records last night when we were at I was at Walmart with with one of the cousins uh, who's in town, and we uh, I was looking at the record section, so I, I bought I did pick up four uh, four records. What do you care to share? Okay, no problem. I have, I'm first of all I'm not I'm not ashamed I, I'm not ashamed of my choices. I listen to a very wide Excellent. wide range of music from like Twenty One Savage to Biggie to to Taylor Swift to Kelsey Ballerini to Pearl Jam to to you know to Johnny Cash and, and the beach boys. Like I listen, I listen to everything. I find something I like pretty much in any genre, but uh, what I bought was, and this is, this is what was available at Walmart. I would like to point out, this is the best of what was available at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) So this wasn't like I made these choices online. I bought uh, a Johnny Cash album. Mm -hmm. I bought a 21 pilots album. Um, I bought the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. 
That's and excellent. I, uh, yeah, I was happy with that. And I bought the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Deluxe Edition versions one and two soundtracks. I'm unsure what that sounds like. It's good. Oh, hold on, let me, let me it, grab it. Is, Bear with yeah, me. Yeah, 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 let me grab yeah. it. Let me grab it. Sitting right here. Just got to come a little bit closer to the mic. All right, what we excellent. got. Mix one is... Uh, okay, and there are six songs, for the record, on each of these. So maybe that... That's not bad. Uh, we have Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. We have Go All the Way by the Raspberries. Sky in, uh, Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. Uh, mm -hmm. Moonage Daydream by David Bowie. Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Evan, uh, Elf, Elvin Bischoff. And I Want You Back by the Jackson 5. Uh, we have I'm Not in Love. We have Come and Get Your Love. We have Cherry Bomb. Escape. Uh, oh, Oh, Child. Ain't No Mountain High Enough on side two. On the second one, we have The Final Battle Begins, Morag, Everyone's an Idiot, What a Bunch of A-Holes, Sacrifice, The New Meat, The Pod Chase. Don't really know these songs as much. <laughs> uh, don't Mess With My Walkman. I really felt like, okay, can I tell you, when I looked at this, <laughs> I really, I looked at the top and I was like, oh, Hooked on a Feeling. These all must be songs that I know. But I guess not. Uh, and Losers, the bonus track. On side B, we have the Ballad of Nova Corp. I guess these are specifically written for it. Uh, oh yeah, this yeah, is original yeah, score. This is a, this is original score. So I wouldn't know any of these. Okay, I'm less excited than I was when I bought this. Yeah, but I was thinking that um they will because they it's a they kind of sing they kind of they kind of have that shtick. So I was like, this might be you're listening to uh, one of the Chris's. I think it's I think you're listening to a Chris Pratt album. <laughs> Well, hey, if only. Uh, but look, I, I got hooked on a feeling. We got I Want You Back. I want you got to Come and Get Your Love. We got Cherry Bomb. We got Ain't No Mountain High Enough. That's that's okay. I, I can live with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's fine. It's fine. It's It'll okay. be fun. Yeah, and, you'll, you'll enjoy it, hopefully. And more, more importantly, I get, to, I get to be a poser and have, that, have vinyl. <laughs> yeah, th that, that, that battle's already won, so good. I, I hear people talk about like, oh, it's a richer sound. It's a warmer sound. I don't know if that's true. It might be. It might not be. But <laughs> I don't know. It's also sometimes I am just making decisions just like that Eagles Christmas album with like, I guess a record player looks cool in my office. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's the more the warmth that they're talking about. That sounds warm to say. <clears throat> we'll find out. Like I had to like read and see how to use it. Um, but well, I have a record, I have a record player now and I have a, a football team that's lost three consecutive games. And, uh, we basically, we quiet fired our defensive coordinator and, uh, things are great. Things are great. How, how are things with the lions, Mario? You had a better week than I did. Much better week. It was scary leading up to it. Uh, trend for the Broncos, six straight wins trend for the lions, not playing any defense, Mm. When you look at the matchup, it was uh it shouldn't have struck and struck any fear, but you know you just never know. But man, it was a glorious thing. I also didn't realize it was on a Saturday, so I was pleasantly surprised. I to was get this also game. surprised by that <laughs> late night on a Saturday, and just pure dominance, pure and utter dominance—the kind of dominance that makes you think that you're going to win out. I am. Uh... I just found this story on ESPN, and I won't—I can't read it. First of all, it would take forever if I read it all. But mm -hmm. it is the hundred and one. 
how exactly to describe it. 101 different skills, the best traits of the top quarterbacks, wide receivers, and cornerbacks. And uh, the Eagles show up in most competitive quarterback, Jalen Hurts, most physical pass catcher, A.J. Brown, best toe tapper, Devontae Smith, best anchor, Lane Johnson, best handwork on offensive lineman, Jason Kelsey, best pedal transition, boy, we're getting a little obscure here, <laughs> Darius Slay, best open field tackle, tackler, Reed Blankenship, and best punt returner, Britton Covey, which is interesting because the, we desperately wanted to cut him for a very long time. Yeah. The Lions show up in best contact balance, David Montgomery, best hands, Amonra St. Brown, he has great and hands. best at opening running lanes, Penny Sewell. I've got, I, I'm not, I'm not saying Penny Sewell is wrong, the wrong choice, but I you disagree. Think I, the be, I think he's one of the best overall, like well-balanced tackles we have. I think he misses his assignment more often than he should to be called the best at specifically running, opening running lanes. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But look, the moral of the story is I would trade positions with you right now because I feel like you guys uh, you guys <laughs> righted your wrongs last week and uh, the Eagles, boy, they looked hapless on Monday Night Football. And now we get another, another, another third straight opportunity to lose on national television this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not understand. I do understand. What's, I mean, now your quarterbacks absolutely should not be playing. You guys will not lose to the Giants. Well, I mean, hey, Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito magic, man. Did you, yeah. did you see that Tommy DeVito story this week? No, which there's so many, like, uh, I guess I didn't, I didn't see the story. So Tommy DeVito on Tuesday was scheduled to attend a, like a, like a meet and greet thing at a very, like a mom and pop pizza shop in New Jersey called Coniglio's <laughs> late last week. After the Giants had beaten the Packers, had just beaten the Packers on Monday Night Football, his agent emailed this mom and pop pizza shop and said, hey, so Tommy's appearance fee is going to double. And uh, as you would imagine, the, the fine people at Coniglio's, who, by the way, are getting far more press than they could have purchased for the money that they spent. Yes. Elected not to pay $20,000 for two hours of Tommy DeVito in their building. Because, hey, you're not making that money back. That money ain't coming back through the door. This became viral. And at just a super bad look for both uh, the agent, Sean Stolato, and Mr. DeVito himself, to his credit, uh, Mr. DeVito has, uh, he has, it looks like he has relinquished some of Mr. Stolato's responsibilities as his agent and brought in brought in other other uh, agents as well to handle some things in mm-hmm. addition to that to his credit he showed up at coniglio's free of charge and hung out on tuesday as he was scheduled to what a guy what a guy yeah who totally would have done that exact same thing if it wasn't a national story exactly like he knows something no <laughs> you it, you blew it you blew it at that point i get the i get that it would be more um, I'm not on the I'm not on the side of I'm on the side of saying it without pulling the trigger on it, in, in, yeah. for lack of a better term. Like if you've agreed with that with the restaurant, like you tell them, like you lucked out, you know, in nicer words, if you want, mm-hmm. and then so that you know that it's not happening again, as opposed to, you know, 
Exactly right. You you agree with you agree on something, you live up to that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it cost him negative PR and I guess the original ten thousand dollars. That's why I'm like, you know what? <laughs> he got what he uh he wanted out of it. Which uh, in New York, in New York, I think the adage, no, all press is good press, or there is no bet. I don't know which one is you know. Mm. But I think New York and L.A., those matter. Everywhere else, they probably, like, bad press is definitely bad press. But yeah. in New York, where your team stinks, I think it, he and the team may have thought, okay, we we, we got what we could have out of it. I was, you know, what, right. the 10000 for Tommy, whatever. You know, I mean, that is not insubstantial money for a guy who is on a – he's on an NFL minimum salary. Right, right. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to minimize. Like this isn't. You know, he's game. not like Patrick Mahomes. Right, but what I'm saying is more. Who, so by the like, way, uh, takes ten thousand dollars at every opportunity because he's in every single ad. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> he's in this. Ad. He'll be yeah. here soon. Yeah. He, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is actually the the sponsor for this episode. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, who cares um, what I was going to say about Devito? But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for him. Whatever. And. um it's it's I, credit to the the pizza place. They posted a very like passive aggressive without being mean post where they're like, yeah, we're not going to have uh, we're not going to have Tommy DeVito here as scheduled. But here's a picture of when the great Eli Manning came and hung out at Caniglio's. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have a I have a I don't we don't have to get into it today, but at some point yeah. maybe we'll forget. I will. I want to do a semi deep, maybe a medium deep level dive on like how what we think of Eli Manning now that he's so far away from playing the game what do you in terms of in terms of like do we do we do we how do we see him like he was kind of he was Mm -hmm. elite-ish the idiot yeah at the time we were I think we were harder on him at the time I Um, Eli is one of those guys who like even as a giant even as a theoretical division rival I never really had a problem with him. Like I always kind of liked Eli. I think he's a, I think he's a decent human being. I think, you know, he's just, he's kind of the, he's got the younger brother syndrome going on a little bit. He's trying to get out of the, his big brother shadow, who is, you know, also one of the three best quarterbacks of all time. The guy also plays the quarterback position, played it very, very well. His teammates really liked him. Like he's, he's fine. He's a good guy. I think you're right. He was always like, he was always Elite-ish is the best way to describe it, and uh, I think I think his legacy holds up really well. Hmm. What do you think? Huh. I, I think for you and I, if it's if the conversation is brought up, I think Eli is forgotten wow. for the most part. I do, I do, I do. I don't think he's. I think Philip Rivers gets brought up more than Eli. Well, I mean, Rivers played longer. That's and that's part of it. That's definitely part of it. Recency. Um, I don't think, like, like for instance, right? And, and this is not the best comparison because Patrick Mahomes is clearly better than Eli Manning. But yeah, when we do this like current day to like positioning all time, like I feel like Eli does not get pulled into like comparisons of certain guys when there's guys now in their career that would pray. <laughs> pray to have Eli's career. Oh, for, Personally, I mean, Eli, like, Eli, Eli was the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't think we look at him like that holistically. I don't think the majority of, of football fans think like 
getting the Eli career out of your quarterback is good. Yeah, I mean, the stats, I'm looking at the stats right now, and they are interesting. Uh, 27 comebacks, 37 game-winning drives. He was a four-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion. Both of those times, he was Super Bowl MVP, Walter uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2016. (laughs) But statistically, not great. Uh, Has... A one a complete five hundred record for his career, one hundred and seventeen wins to one hundred and seventeen losses. Wow, he's a okay. <laughs> this is the one that surprised me the most, I think, because I view Eli as like a very accurate quarterback. Right, Eli has a career sixty point three percent completion percentage. Oh wow, I, that wow. shocks me, and. You know, a lot. Some of that is those first three years when he was first four years. He didn't hit sixty point three until he hit it on the dot his fifth year in the NFL. He was under sixty percent for his first four years. First, yeah. And can you imagine that in today's NFL? Yeah. First year, forty eight point two percent in seven starts. Um, fifty two point eight percent starting sixteen games the second year. Fifty seven point seven percent the third year. Fifty six point one percent the fourth year. Again, he started all 16 games, those um, second through fourth years, then hit 60.3. He His peak was uh, 66% completion percentage his next to last season, his last full season. But past that, he was never even, he never even cracked the 63s. So that's the thing, like. And he turned the ball over why, a lot. That's why I, I want to have this. this is I like think a, Eli is a, a half, very sorry, like a one and a half to one completion uh, interception touchdown to interception Ooh. ratio. Ooh. I was I'm so glad you did these stats before I was going to say probably one of the more damning things I've ever said because <laughs> I was going to say like Lamar should wish for you know when you first went over the the list of accolades I'm like yeah like we talk about Lamar Jackson as this you know who who the draft pundits are chasing but like. You know, Eli has those, I guess, capstone accomplishments. He has mm-hmm. those in the bag. But, man, <laughs> I guess that's why they were hard on, on him year to year. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is actually crazy. This is actually, this is actually crazy, man. I would have guessed, especially in an era where, like, like nine quarterbacks in each conference are technically pro bowlers for one reason or another, because like they're voted in and they don't play. And then the next guy comes in and he's out because of injury or whatever. He was only a pro bowler four times. He was never in the top 10 in MVP voting. And like the biggest accomplishment was, um, uh, was comeback player of the year in what is What did he do? Tears ACL or something? No. What is, what's CPOY? CPO, APCPOY. That reads comeback player of the year to me, mm-hmm. but the year before he played 16 games and that year he played 16 games. So I don't understand any of that. Uh, awards voting offensive. Yeah. I mean, I guess he just had a poor season. In... <laughs> but that's, I... not even, that's not even true, man. In 2010, his team, he led the team to a 10 and six record, 62% completion percentage, almost 63, 31 touchdowns to 25 interceptions. Not great. 4,000 yards passing. Okay, he did have his biggest statistical passing season of his career that next year in in 2011 where he threw for 4,900 yards, but yeah. his completion percentage was lower, and he actually threw for fewer touchdowns. 
So I don't 100% understand the comeback player of the year thing, but like, I guess that's it's like, hey, Eli's a nice guy. Let's get him some. Yeah, exactly. Like, and maybe that was the one year that no one of any significance was injured the year before. Well, that, that's not well. true. And you okay. should know who it is because the winner of comeback player of the year in, in 2011 was Matthew Stafford. <laughs> so sorry to bring that up. <laughs> I don't, it's, that's the funniest, that may be the funniest award ever given out in the history of the NFL, comeback player of the year of a guy who started 16 games at one of the more physical positions. Yeah. You can get beat up. And 2010 Stafford <laughs> did only played three games and missed the rest of the year with an injury. Was that the sh- collarbone? I, I don't yeah, have that information in front of me, but he came back and had 5,000 yards passing in 2011. It was like, oh, I remember. It was actually, I remember the time, and I, I don't remember it in, in like great enough detail to, you know, if you ask me, follow us. But I do remember the feeling in the city where it was that time where we were like, is are we done with this guy? Like, yeah. not necessarily is he bad. You know, it wasn't that conversation, but like, is it, you know, is it time to move on? Um, right. Because he had actually... He had actually come back. Um, it was the Cleveland Browns comeback game that mm. he uh, he uh, played through that, and then he was done. Yeah. Great. Right. Cool. Well, it's a holiday week. Why don't we go ahead and get to our picks right now? We'll keep this episode a little bit shorter for everybody, and, including ourselves, so that we can yeah. get work done. The sure. Thursday night football, we got a lot of football this week. We've got what? We've got Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday this week. The and only earlier this week that I learned the Eagles play on Christmas. <laughs> so, <laughs> really keeping up with stuff. The Thursday night game, the New Orleans Saints take on the Los Angeles Rams. Bavada has the Rams minus three and a half. Yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping the Rams were favored. I'm going Rams here. Uh, they won uh, based on what I'm seeing. This is the most motivated I've seen them play. Now, granted, I haven't locked in over the past two years but the most motivated that i've seen them play in a while so um i think that alone puts them over the saints especially at home rams are they're a scary team right now they're they're in that playoff hunt there i believe they're the seventh seed in the playoffs right now and they've won four of their last five the only loss was a loss to the ravens Mm -hmm. they're they're a dangerous team right now yeah and that ravens game was by the by the thin hair thin hair 37 31 mm-hmm it was uh they're a good team they're a team i do not i do not want to see in the first round of the playoffs for yeah. sure and 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 stafford is one of those quarterbacks to to bring him up again he's one of those quarterbacks that in one game he's a guy you probably don't want to see yeah and yeah <laughs> over over the course of a, a full season the law of averages will play out but any any given day you don't want gunslinger matt stafford on the other exactly side. exactly the uh, Saturday games, the Cincinnati Bengals head to uh, Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, 4.30 Eastern time kickoff on that one. Bavada has the Steelers plus two at home, and they will have Mason Rudolph at the helm. It's so, I actually wait for the, the, the naming of the quarterback whenever we do the Steelers uh, picks at this point. <laughs> Whoever's going to play quarterback for the Steelers. Uh, I'm going to go Bengals here, too, just for the continuity sake of it. Uh, is it time... Is it time to do more? It won't happen based on the Steelers' history. It won't happen. But is Mikey it time? Mike. We talked about this. We talked about this with Andy Reid. It's not a testament to his ability to coach, and more of a testament to just the run being over. But when you compare the winning um, to Bill Cower, yeah. yeah, it's not happening. It's not happening. So, I guess the argument I 
I'm with you in what you're saying. I I guess the argument against that is that they were what six and three when Pickett got hurt, mm. and now you've lost mm. four of five with Mitch Trubisky and now Mason Rudolph. Pickett may have been there in that last game against the Browns. I don't remember, yeah. but. It just, I, I, maybe that's the saving grace. Uh, they're just, you know, the Steelers are the team that both makes the right de- decisions when it comes to hiring coaches and has a quite a long leash. It's, it's, it's the ever expanding retractable leash for these head coaches. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the one difference I'm feeling about this Steelers team this year is that it's the opposite of what we typically see. Uh, we see, oh, this year is going to be the year they really have to rebuild. And Tomlin yeah. does this uptrend near the end of the year. And you're like, see, he's making the most out of the worst. Yeah. And well, yeah, you have Mitch, you have Mitch Trubisky. It's tough to do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, but and Pickett, there were complaints. There were complaints. So I don't know. Yeah, but Pickett, Pickett was at least a game manager. They hated him. And, 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 <laughs> and that's fair. But it, but it is funny how you look back at something that you once didn't think highly of when you've seen an alternative. Absolutely. Absolutely. The devil, you know, right. And then um, with the OC change too, yeah, could be a thing where you're like, see, Tomlin will do the the thing in the moment. So yeah, it's a, that's why I don't think it's going to happen, but you just wonder, you just wonder. Well, tied for the biggest line of the week here on the second Saturday game, the Buffalo Bills in LA to take on Bill Belichick's next team, the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers plus 12 at home. Woo, plus 12 against the Bills. The Bills are playing better than I would have given them credit for for who I thought they were halfway Bill, through the season. Bills are playing really good football right yeah, now. Yeah, I've checked out on them. I need to check back in. I'll go down to the front desk and check back in with the Bills. So I'm going to go. I'm going to trust Bavada here. Uh, I also know the Chargers have nothing. Yeah. So fair enough. Um, go Bills big time. First game on Sunday, the Cleveland Browns are in Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Uh, looks like C.J. Stroud will be out for the Texans. Bavada has those Texans plus two and a half at home. Yeah, that's enough for me. Uh, no C.J. Stroud means Browns Case win. Case Keenum football, baby. Yep. Oh, you got to love it. You got to love it. He is. I will say, though, Case Keenum, uh, okay. this is go anecdotal. Ahead. No, no, go no, no, I'm not going no, to. I want to hear, I wanna hear <laughs> where this is going. Go ahead. Case Keenum. Start a sentence. Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. <laughs> I think Case Keenum is one of the better backups, especially the younger quarterbacks. That if and this is purely like I would have to do the real research, uh-huh. but when he's the backup, the quarterback ahead of him when they're young do relatively well. So I think he's probably pretty selfless. That's the that's just the my one like Case Keenum's probably a good guy. Okay, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, I believe I thought you were going to say one of the eight better backup quarterbacks in general. Now, that, that no, was, no, perhaps no. would have taken umbrage too. <laughs> but no, I, I think I think a guy like that has to be like has to have that attitude and has to be willing to teach and help that the young guy learn in order to stick around in the NFL that long. It's a great way to make yourself a lot of money and mm-hmm. not take a lot of damage. Yes, yes. And, and Case is not huge and not a big guy. So maybe, you know, household decision like, hey, be willing to help. And uh, it looks like he he knows how to do it. And coming from that Houston offense, I would say taking it back in college, he has a lot to share in terms of how to see the pass game. So anyways, that's how I made that pick. Interesting. The Browns will win. All right. Well, this is this is one of two games that I think are absolute locks. Mm-hmm coming up and I agree with you. In fact, I went, 
on uh, on your wrong and here's why this week i went alternate line browns i think minus four and a half or something like that i still feel very good with that the other game i feel like is a total lock and i would parlay a couple of alternate lines together is this one the detroit lions are in minnesota to take on the minnesota vikings vikings plus three at home Hmm. i don't like the it was three and a half yesterday Okay, I don't so like some, some money's going somewhere. Yeah, I don't... I'm going big Lions win here. I could not agree more. I would take I would take Brown's alternate line... What is it? Alternate line minus all the way up to minus three and a half. That's going to get you to plus 150. And I'll take Detroit minus five and a half, plus 125. Parlay that and uh, 100 bucks wins four hundred and sixty three dollars on what i consider oh no that's sorry that's the first half alt line but uh no it's not i don't know why i listed it that way but yeah 100 bucks wins 463 dollars on that that two pick parlay at the mm. so and i feel like that's extra more, i feel like that's one of the safest parlays i've ever seen but these lines are weird and when the lines are weird weird stuff happens that's true that's something you can you can you can bank your uh bank your bet bet your bank on but it it i can't go against how safe that feels yeah to be agreed. well the uh, green bay packers are in carolina to take on the carolina panthers coming off their first win a second win of the season first win in a while panthers plus four and a half at Bavada. yeah good for them hmm. <laughs> uh the packers are interesting too but I think they do win this game just because like, let's not get ahead of ourselves simply like very simple. Let's not get ahead of ourselves in Carolina. So we'll go green Bay here. The Indianapolis Colts are in Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Bavada has the Falcons minus one, the Taylor Heineke led. Atlanta yeah. Falcons. <laughs> it's tough because the Falcons should have figured out what they need to finish this season strong. Yeah. Already. They don't. And that worries me. The Colts are feels like they're playing with house money. Every time they go out there, <laughs> For sure. And they keep winning. And they they, they keep winning. I I don't see them changing that. So I'm actually leaning Colts here. Too bad for the Falcons fans. I see the Colts winning this one. Colts are, first of all, if you would have told me the Colts were eight and six, even with Anthony Richardson playing a full season, I would have been like, "Uh, I don't know. I'll take the under on that. But eight and six after Anthony Richardson, basically, I got got hurt in like the third game. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Richardson, medical red shirt, and they figured a way out. This, uh, Who's their coach? <laughs> well, that's it's funny you mentioned that, Mario. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, might be the fact that former Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen is the head coach there in Indy may have something to do with both ah. teams' success or lack thereof this season. Hey, man, that Eagles tree, that recent Eagles tree is doing pretty well. Well, one of them's Jonathan Gannon, but we'll take we'll, we will take credit for Shane Steichen. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it look, and it's we didn't make the Cardinals hire Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> no, no, and, or some. Also, the Eagles' defense was far superior under Jonathan Gannon. So, Correct. all kinds of uh, all kind. I get look. I don't know. Maybe I just I do. I didn't like that guy when he's here. We I don't like him now. So it is what it there is. There you go. <laughs> the Wash. No, sorry. The Seattle Seahawks are in Tennessee to take on Tennessee Titans in a, a game chock full of alliteration. Bavada has the Titans plus two and a half. Yeah, I, it's so hard. This Seahawks team, I hate how good of a coach Pete Carroll is. <laughs> it really bothers me. 
it doesn't matter anymore for me wanting them to lose as badly as I needed them to lose last week, mm-hmm. Philly. But um, they definitely will beat the Titans this week. You would certainly hope. The Washington Commanders are in New York to take on the New York football Jets. There will be no Aaron Rodgers for the Jets this year. Sanity has prevailed. Mm-hmm. The Jets minus three at Bavada. This is another team. I know the Commanders are not good. <clears throat> but this is another team that plays like they get the guys together. They call some of their best friends. Sometimes all the friends can make it. And sometimes they can't. And when all the friends can make it, they're having a great time and they win. This feels like one of those games for me where the commanders just go out there and, you know, uh, Sam Howell, if he's starting, mm. uh, is plays the, one of those weird games where it's like, this is why we keep Sam Howell around. This is why, this is why we invite Sam to this flag game. Um, and the Jets are the constant, like, they can't score. They can't score the football. And, and if the commanders get going, they win. So I think I'm going to go commanders here in an upset. Um, take, take the money on the commanders. The Jacksonville Jaguars are in Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield coming off of one of his best games of his career, 381 yards, four touchdowns, and the first ever opposing quarterback to ever have a perfect QBR at Lambeau Field. Bavada has the Bucks minus one. Ooh, yeah, let's go. Let's go uh, Jags here. Let's go Jags because it should happen. It should happen. <laughs> I can't. Both of mean? It means that they that they very well could not play well. I think uh, Lawrence is can be as helpful, um, can hurt them as, as much as he's helpful mm. at this point. Um, and I just don't know which one it will be. Um, so I'm just going to go with you. I don't. I, I try not to bet against the good players. So I'm going to go with, with Jaguars here. Fair enough. The uh, Arizona Cardinals, no good players to worry about in this game, <laughs> are in Chicago to take on the Chicago Bears. And Bavada has the Bears minus four. I actually, I, I think by proxy or transitive property, I have to respect the Bears every time, every game for the rest of the season. I, I guess just be like, like I have to be like, oh, the Seahawks might not be terrible. Exactly. Like you kind of have to just because you're setting yourself up for other conversation that you don't want to have. Yeah. But uh, is another way to phrase that. <laughs> better word. Uh, but I definitely will go Bears here who can, can, hmm. How do I na- name this correctly? Can play football Offens- slightly better than the Arizona Cardinals. That's that's they have ways to do it. <laughs> and I, don't, I don't know do if it. we've seen what Kyler's status is because Kyler got hurt last week. Yeah. Um. Let me check in on that right now. Kyler. I mean, I'm not seeing any reason that notes Kyler from a day ago. Uh, Cardinals said the team was continue to get. Yeah, I see. No, nothing suggests he's not going to play this week. So. This one could actually be like with no stakes, and if you don't, if it's a a game you don't actually have to watch, maybe like even a red zone or whatever, it could be kind of fun because both quarterbacks are going to frustrate you horribly if you are invested in the game. But yeah. if they like, if you're just watching the clips, it could be fun. Yeah, Kyler mainly just frustrates you as a Cardinals fan though, because like he came out as this like all world athlete, one of the fastest quarterbacks ever, and yet he he's so reticent to run the ball. Yes, yes, because I mean, he's well, four, foot, he's four foot nine. Maybe that's it though. Like maybe he really is like these hits, which they say. This was one of the things that they say, and that they are uh, other players and yeah. coaches of of quarterbacks who are runners. Like you don't you don't take that hit, and it looks insignificant. Usually, it's after a hit that they hop right back up. 
I think these quarterbacks are starting to realize, especially a Kyler, like, yo, I would rather, I would much rather get the ball out of my hands. For real. The Dallas Cowboys are in Miami to take on the Miami Dolphins. Good game. Fun game here. Dolphins minus one at Pavada. Yeah. Uh, it's the tough. This is the toughest game. I mean, obviously, it's the toughest game of the week. It's a one point line, but both teams are, are so weird. I know. And what this is a immovable object. Uh, yeah, movable object unstoppable force thing because what both teams are doing well uh, are their highlights. Like, hmm, does Tua turn the ball over? Yes. I think that's what the, will change the game. Tua will, will, will turn the ball over once or twice, and the Cowboys will win. Ugh. But I'll need them to win now anyways, personally, so that they don't need to win next week. So, yeah, let's go. Let's go Cowboys here. Yeah, already double-digit picks for Tua this season. Uh, he's got 10 on the year. But, I mean, it's 71% completion percentage is among the best in the NFL. It's a, it's a, it's a the, the dichotomy that is Tua Tungavailoa. Yes. It's tough. The it's New England tough. Patriots are in Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. Bavada has the Broncos minus six and a half at home. Oh, yeah, this Patriots seems horrible. Um, <sighs> in the Broncos. Yes, <laughs> football, baby. Yeah, you gotta love it. Tune in, tune in, and see how how they can uh, respond to. I mean, he's kind of no. I got yeah, no. I try to be. I try. I try. He's he's kind of a kind of a quarterback. Yes, he's, he plays it. He plays like they list him at quarterback. Cool. Yeah, technically a quarterback. <laughs> big big college career. <laughs> Give me the Broncos just because you kind of have to. No, yeah. and 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 also the line could be a bit um, conservative, to be honest. Well, I like I like this one more. Like, give me the Broncos because the alternative is the Patriots. I love that. I don't. I, I can't that. think of a better way to put it. <laughs> the first of the three Christmas Day games, the Las Vegas Raiders in KC to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bavada has the very inconsistent Chiefs minus ten at home. Yeah, inconsistent. Especially like this is the this is the game that they're most inconsistent with against this Raiders team. Uh, but the Raiders offer little to nothing. So yeah. I'm nervous about that that tent that line though. Uh it could it could be a Chiefs win without being a 10 point, 11 point Chiefs win. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta give the folks the right the right call. So I will go Raiders with the with the line, even if the Chiefs win. This one's interesting to me and should be quite the insult to the fans of the opposing team, the visiting team. The New York Giants are in Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. This this game that sees, sees the Eagles coming off of three consecutive losses, including one where they did not look good last week, tied for the biggest line of the week, Eagles <laughs> minus 12 at home. Yeah, because the Giants are like that, and you all should also be like that. I don't know what changes. I mean, Nick Sirianni is saying they'll look into if – Changes are necessary. I think oh. that is quality coach speak. The highest they're not, they're not doing speak. shit to change in the offense. They basically came out today and said, <laughs> Sirianni basically said, hey, this is still my offense being run. And it's we're not vanilla and we're not predictable. Even though on, on Manning cast last week, Christian McCaffrey was calling the Eagles plays from his couch. But no, not predictable. Not at all. Uh, didn't make a change in defensive coordinator, but they were like what? A, I mean, they didn't. They kind of did. Like I said, quiet fired Sean Desai, and uh, 
and brought Matt Patricia down to the sidelines where, look, Patricia is not a great person, but he has been a very good defensive coordinator over his career. So whatever. But with that said, he's still running Sean Desai's defense, uh, mm-hmm. just calling plays now. So, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles football, Mario. So fun. So fun. You, What's the line here? 16? Minus 12. 12. 12. 12. Ugh. That's the hard part for me again. Yeah. That's the hard part. So I'm going to go Giants here, even though you all will win. Giants against the line. Final game, 8-15 kickoff. Game of the week for my money. The Baltimore Ravens in San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. This is a bulletin board material in Baltimore as they take a offense to being the underdog, though I think we can all probably agree San Francisco is the best team in football. But Vada mm-hmm. has those 49ers minus five at home. Yeah. Possible Super Bowl preview, unless, unless either one of these teams run in, runs into a team who whose main purpose is to beat them up as opposed to beat them. Um, but I'm going to go Niners here. Yeah, I, I, as good as the Ravens can be, they're not as good as the, the Niners are. Yeah, so you know that's just what it has to be. So and, and Lamar did a great job of owning the bulletin board material while saying like we kind of play better this way because you know you you, they kind of need it (laughs) over time they've needed to to have a little chip on their shoulder because their efficiency on both sides of the ball really relies on out of body plays by you know 14 and zero and eight and you know so give me the Niners here who are just as consistent at this point again, not that they're healthy as anybody in the league. So give me the Niners definitely by five. I'm rooting. I want, give me a Buffalo San Francisco Super Bowl like that. That seems, that sounds fun to me right now, assuming that neither of our teams can participate. Correct. If we're going to do that thing where we're not, not voting for yourself. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, it has to be, I want, I don't want the Cowboys. I'm sorry. No, not, not the, who are you sorry to? Forget him. America's, America's old team. Let's like, no, forget him. <laughs> they, they're the past. They're the past. They are, they are. They are. They are. Like this new wave of like Cowboys uh, confidence is like, it's not even believable to be honest. By the way, it drives me freaking nuts that they locked into a guy who might be the next, next Justin Tucker. Like, it's kind of weak. Brandon Aubrey is unbelievably good and they just like a guy 28 year old rookie was kicking in uh, the what was afl or the uh, or the xfl for the last handful of years and they just like this guy is unbelievable yeah yeah like those are the things i mean those are the the things that like actually turn the corner for you which we're not going to talk about we have i don't want to talk about the cowboys actually being decent so yeah or they're they're probably but yeah let's or even decent human beings all right. Well, on the decent human beings front, it is the holidays and, uh, you know, we, we don't do this show without all of you guys listening. So thank you very much for that. This has been this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Warwardell. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. The best to you and yours. And we'll see you back here next week.